Let me bang you, I do let you bang Let me bang you, baby. I let you bang I let you bang Greetings, marriage and virgins. Go for Jesus. No for Jesus, people. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. That guy. Hey, bro, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Bill Dawes, who uh, my friend yelled at me the other day. He said that you were driving, and if you got into an accident, I would be... He's a lawyer. He said, I would be on the hook for this. Uh, which, really? Yeah, that's what my friend said. So he said, tell that maniac... I mean, this is going to sound... <laughs> so, that uh, sounds very... Um... God, I can't say the right word because it's going to sound anti-Semitic. But it just sounds like very... It doesn't sound like uh, someone who's really like logically thinking about it. You're, it just okay. sounds like cover your ass mentality. It sounded more anti-Semitic after you explained why it would might maybe sound anti-Semitic, actually. <laughs> it didn't sound anti-Semitic at all until you said that. But you being Jewish for pussy... Uh, I guess you can make those statements. Jewish out. for pussy. That's going to be my the title of my album. I, I I still can't believe it that you converted for pussy, not God. For well, that, it that. wasn't just that, Adam. It wasn't just that. It's just that I was, you know, before then I was radical Islam, and I I was feeling bad about it. So you know, that's hilarious. Yeah. Is there any way we can get like there's like an echo in your car? Oh shit! I'll, I'll you know I'll take out the um the uh, Bluetooth. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll just do like um, normal normal. Yeah, it's one thing with it's one thing with Don Fry, but I can't do it for Bill Dawes. Uh, so uh, with with Don, I could accept horrible Wi-Fi, uh, but but for you, I can't. Um, I'm just kidding. So how is that? How is Vegas, by the way? Okay, can you hear me now? Better. This is better. This is better. Yeah, this is better. You can't hear me now. I'm going to get in a wreck, and I'm going to sue you. Oh uh, God, go. don't don't get into a wreck, please. Uh, okay, that would be funny though. The guy who gets to erect sues the guy who had him on the podcast. That's one of those. I mean, if that's what your lawyer said, it 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 must have happened. I mean, that must there must be precedent for that, right? It's not my lawyer. It was. It's like one of my best friends. It's probably my best friend who is a lawyer. From what I was like, in like I don't know. We've been best friends for a long time. But I don't even know how good of a lawyer he is. Because every time I go to him for, like, legal advice, it's the worst advice I would ever get. Um, <laughs> so I'm not even sure. But, but he's successful. By the way, can I say, can I address the, the clip that you sent me? Did you post it? Which clip? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the comedy shot. Uh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of, like, the joke? I think that is the best joke I've heard regarding the conflict. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, people, 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 people listening, I said... I said, listen, you know, uh, stop saying free Palestine. I'm Jewish. We love a good deal. So when we hear free Palestine, we're like, I'll take it. 
You know, it it really is a perfect joke in a way that it doesn't yeah. it offends both people equally. It um it offends like Jews because you're like, hey, stop saying. What do you mean? What do you mean? We want for everyone who has a good deal, blah, blah blah. And it offends people saying, stop saying free Palestine. But people are confused as to what to get offended by it. You know, it's one of those jokes. People yeah. don't know if they could if they're so. I, I posted it. And I got likes on both sides. I got I got likes on people that are yeah. So which is good. I you know except I get people on my YouTube that are like. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, uh, a good deal means that you steal the land? I'm like, okay, dude. It's like, please. Oh, here we go. Like, it's kind of like your, your uh, transgender athlete joke. You're like, I want, you know, I teach high school wrestling. I want some of that type of commitment. It's yeah. a great joke because you're not making fun of the of, of any victims or anyone right, personally. Right, right, No, yeah, Chris, like, my, one of my favorite comics is Chris Rock, and his special, Bring the Pain, was 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 brilliant on so many levels but one of the things that was so brilliant about it was that he'd be like you know who i feel bad for with the oj oj simpson ike turner because he was america's number one wife beater for oj and it was so coming out of left field and i, I just i love jokes like that like that you're like yeah. i can't see that coming so we I, I booked two guests today we have a lot to get to in the podcast but the first guest uh he came an hour early so i'm just gonna let him in uh, his name is Slap for Cash. Have you heard of this guy? Oh, I have heard of him, but maybe it was you. He's four hundred and four hundred and sixty. Oh, great! Now I'm hearing. Oh, great! Now I'm hearing. Uh, Slap for Cash. I can hear echo on your thing. Oh, hold on. Give me a second. I gotta change rooms. It might be the sound bouncing off one of your chins. Um, <laughs> he's four hundred and sixty-one pounds. This Whoa. dude. He's a monster, but he's actually like, like, like he's not like obese. I mean, I, I mean, he's like in good shape for a guy four hundred sixty-one pounds. Um, yeah. And uh, he's a boxer. Uh, he had his he 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 like went for the title and slap. He went against that the heavyweight champion. He lost, but uh, I don't think anyone in the world could take the the slap this guy took from uh, the the Hawaiian hitman. Dane Vieren. Uh, but it was it was a very it what it was at the first heavyweight, like super heavyweight slap fight that you were in. Yeah. Yep. First um, heavyweight, super heavyweight. You had a lot of momentum going into this. Yeah, for sure, man. I, it was fun. Fun. Um, uh, <laughs> after after he slapped you, right? Um, did you know where you were? Yeah, I was it was more or less like, what the fuck did I just just get hit with because I've never been knocked down before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it says that you're I was reading your bio or uh, some of the stuff. You're 60, you were 60 and 0 in slap fights. Well, I, I created uh so what I did is I, I was an entertainer. I basically walked down the street and found people to slap them and uh give them money. So I slapped them for cash. Wait, hold on. <laughs> so you you walk down the street. And asked random people if you could slap them. Yeah, for money on camera. And how much how much money were you giving them? Oh, like 20, 30 bucks. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Is this did you have to have them sign a waiver or was this legal? I mean, probably not. But... So you were going up to people, and say, hey man, I'll give you 30 bucks if I could slap you. And then then you were slapping them. And then were you knocking them out? Um, 
Yeah, some of them took it, but some of them moved too, so they would just roll with the slap. But the ones that didn't move pretty much got KO'd. Oh my god! That's... They won't get mad and try to sue you or threaten you. Well, at the time, I didn't have anything, so it didn't matter. <laughs> That's crazy. That's I was just a, I was just a poor poor kid growing up in Lansing, Michigan, with nothing to do, man. So you're walking around Michigan. You you got a camera guy with you. You'd be like, yep. hey, man, uh, my buddy. Okay? Hey, I'll give you 50 bucks if you let me slap you. It wasn't and 50. It was like 20 bucks. Oh, it was 20 bucks. 20 bucks. And people were like, I mean, was it homeless people or what was it, like, what type of people would say yes to this? Um, well, my buddy, he knew a bunch of, uh, bunch of guys that would drink every day and smoke weed. <laughs> it, was, it was really Irish people. He knew Irish people. Got it. Yeah. Like we would go, uh, we would go to like places that were real, real hooded and stuff like that. And I, uh, we would slap most of his friends at first. And then once it started going viral, my buddy's like, I think he got something here. Was it mostly black people you were slapping? Cause I could probably start like a race war. I could see that ending very badly for you. I didn't discriminate. Oh, that's good. That's, just... good. that's good. Okay, yeah. I, have a, I have a question. I have a question. Is does the beard help absorbing a slap? Is it better to have a beard when you're a slap fighter or does it make a difference at all? I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. Oh, you know, if you put bad. your hand you put yeah. your hand here, you got a little cushion right there. Yeah. Now now then I I you boxing. You're the boxing match, right? Yeah, I fought five times in uh the last two years. I fought some of the heaviest people on the planet, man. Four. I knocked out Bar uh Dave Bar uh Dave uh Pornoy's favorite fighter, Vito the Torpedo. I knocked him out first round, 18 seconds. He had that was his 45th fight. He's never been knocked out. And um I floored his ass in the main event at Rough and Rowdy 17. Wow. Um that's that okay. So I mean, how did that feel? Man, that felt great because that was only my second fight. I'm training at Bones Adams Boxing in um, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I've been there the last three years, and I got some of the best coaches helping me, world champion coaches. And um, my coach helped me get prepared for that for very little money. He just believed in me. And um, going into that, I really needed that win because uh, that guy had 40 – 44 rough and rowdy fights, you know, oh, so um, it wasn't like it was just some peon in the crowd. It was somebody who knew what they were doing. And they, to be real, to be realistic, man, they called me out there to get knocked out. So they thought, Hey, I'm going to get this influencer out here and we're going to knock them out. But they didn't realize that guy was really training hard with my coach and I uh, took it serious. And the coal miner was six foot six, 400 pounds. So he wasn't small. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can get this side. That's crazy. So here you are, slap for cash. You're 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 wearing your t-shirt in like the ring. Both of you guys are wearing shirts. Um, let me go. This is uh this is the main event. And where was this uh Mississippi? That was in um um Charleston, West Virginia. Wow. <laughs> here we go. So here you are. Looking good. Here we go. One punch. He's he's wailing and oh. Wow. Whoa. That wasn't even a full extension. That was like Conor McGregor on the back step. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Nice. When did you discover that you had that type of power? 
Were you like a kid and you knew that you had that type of knockout power? Or when did you find out? No, my girlfriend used to stress me out and I would just go to the gym and crank heavy weight instead of beating on her. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with beating on women and shit. My girlfriend was five five feet, 110 pounds. So um, I would just go to the gym and this, this went on, like she was really mentally abusive. This shit went on for about seven years and I I got up to bench pressing 500 pounds and was pretty much taking my shit out in the gym. So I got really, really powerful at a, at a, um, at a pretty much fast, you know, pretty fast. So I just started, um, I realized I was really strong. I don't know. I don't know how I, I just, I don't know how I ever figured it out. I, I, I just kind of just was strong. 500 pounds is pretty friggin' ridiculous. I mean, people at the gym must have been like, Jesus, dude. Yeah. You a know? lot of people left me alone. You know, <laughs> they, they, I was, a. Uh, Nobody really fucked with me, and I didn't want to be bothered, man. I was there to kind of get rid of my uh, stress and make myself feel better mentally, you know? Yeah. So, so, uh, Sean McCorkle, you for joining us. Uh, we have a guy who actually he came 45 minutes early, uh, but that's okay. Um, his name is uh, Adam Hutchinson. He goes by Slap for Cash. Um, he was in the heavyweight slap, Dana White, the slap league. He lost there, but he's 5-0 and as a boxer, right? I lost one. Uh, I lost one fight. Uh, it was on Zap Judas card. I went the distance with his heavyweight. He's uh he's like six four, two seventy on steroids, all roided out. And I lost, but I, I went the full decision with him. And then uh I lost that one and um I lost another de- I lost two decisions. So Okay, so you're two and two or three and two? Three and two, but th- those are just exhibitions. They're not professional fights. So 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 Sean, he um He's 461 pounds, this guy. And uh, can we, can, we can I show you the, uh, do you mind if I play the one where you lost uh, the uh, slap one? Yeah, go ahead. You're, you're good, man. I don't want to like bring up, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, well, well, I already showed the one he won. I, I'm, I, uh, but I'm gonna, like, you know, bring back memories. But this, okay, you got to see this. This is crazy. Well, I, I, it's um, a slap battle. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Oh, are you going to do another one or no? Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so here, here we go. Hold on, ready? And all right, so this, here he is. Slap for cash right here. Boom. All right. Watch this. You know, that guy, that guy's suspended right now, too. Whoa. So that's actually his brother. That's not the uh, super heavyweight champion. That was his brother. Oh, okay. Now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. I I know I am, okay? And Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Not number two, number one. It can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals, okay? Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook, and I ruin the meals. But I want to make sure that I'm eating well, and so should you. Well, with Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, okay? While still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. The Factor is fresh, never frozen. Ew. Uh, Their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with Factor. All you got to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? 
Looking for calorie-conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious, dietitian-approved, calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. That's that's, that's nothing. That's You burn that off, I don't know, jogging, all right? You need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer? I do. We'll try the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein. Hell yeah. Get, get rough. Look, look at these guns, people, all right? So check it out. Check out Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code roasted50 at factormeals.com slash roasted50 to get 50% off your first box. All right. Check it out. You're going to thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now, uh, but she's, she's adorable. All right. No more biting. We got to get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day and check out factor right now. And he got suspended for using cocaine and that's in a bunch of articles. So he battled me using cocaine, man. Oh, and man. They had him. Uh, Sean, it sounds a little off, Sean. You sounds a little bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the guy was using cocaine before he slapped you? Yes, he got caught using cocaine and steroids. So oh. he's, he's suspended uh, for the last, I think he's suspended for a year and he has to pay a fine. Wait, is USADA like patrolling slap fighting? Oh, yeah, man. So what, well, what ended up happening is uh, this guy is a, a Vegas, I'm a Vegas local. This guy's a Vegas local too. And I was over at one of my buddy's house and uh, he's been known to give drugs to people and shit. He was like, hey, man, you know that guy you battled? He asked me for a bunch of cocaine before your fight, you know, oh. for the slap battle. And I was like, no, I was like, I don't, I don't believe that shit. He's like, no, look, man. And he's showing me messages. He's like, I've known this guy for years. And uh, I didn't think nothing of it. And then a couple months went by and somebody sent me an article and it showed that the guy was suspended for using cocaine and steroids. So uh, that made me feel a little bit better. If there's no honor in slap fighting, I mean, what hope do we have? Because they yeah. do they do drug tests, man. So. This is ridiculous. Now, um, uh, now you were training with Tyson Fury. Yep. What was that like? Well, my coach is uh he's trained twenty eight world champions, so uh, he knows a lot of. Uh, he'll roll over to certain gyms and help out with different champions at times, and he'll always invite me. I I stay respectable. I don't get out of line or no shit. Do no crazy shit. Um, so he'll always in, invite me to these camps and man, who wouldn't want to join these camps, you know? So I, I pretty much just soak up whatever knowledge I can soak up. And, um, it was fun. I, I really didn't talk to the guy that much here and there. He kind of left him alone after he got his workout in, he got real friendly. But be, if you talk to him before he started working out, he, he, he'll let you know, like, he's not here to be friends with you. You know, Did he's you guys here to spar? Work. You guys spar? I never sparred him. Uh, the guy from Top Rank tried to push me in there, but uh, he's like uh, Tyson Fury's. Like I'm not here fucking around. You know this guy can't go the distance right, with me. Right, right. But then you and, said you also trade with Nate Diaz. Yeah, Nick and Nate Diaz. I've been friends with them for over ten years, man. I've known them a long time. Did you guys slap each other to get ready for your slap fight? <laughs> no, no. Nick's a really serious guy, but uh, after you get to know him, he'll. He, He's a he he jokes around a lot, you know. So he's 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 a cool he's a cool dude, man. He just 
So, so uh, you just got to get so, so slap for cash. He actually made his uh, name because he went around offering people money to slap them. So he slapped over 60 people. He gave him $20 a piece in the streets of Michigan. And then that went viral. Um, so that's how he made his that's how he made his name. Right. Uh, before his last fight, his friend, who's a coke dealer, offered his opponent cocaine right before the fight. And then that guy tested positive for steroids and cocaine. Um, he's also, he was abused by his ex-girlfriends for seven years. And that's how he became so good at slapping is he would go to the gym and just slap things that weren't as well, better than slapping them, I guess, but not as satisfying. I don't, I don't think. Thank you, Sean. (laughs) Um, so there's gotta be someone named Kimbo slap. There's gotta be a Kimbo slap in that league. Right. So, um, now, now, so, so now after, so after you lost, was it, was it, were people like, talking shit to you online because it was a lot of buildup for this fight. Oh, yeah. People are always going to have something to say. Anybody in the entertainment business knows that. Yeah. You but, know, it don't matter. It doesn't matter what you do, man. You can do the good thing. You can do the bad thing. It, either way, you're going to get talked about. And if oh, you can't and, and handle also, it. Yeah. And yeah. also, Sean, he had a rough and rowdy fight. Um, and he went down there and Dave Portnoy's main heavyweight guy who had 44 fights he knocked him out in 13 seconds. He knocked out that guy in 13 seconds. So they yeah. they, they 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 brought Slap for Cash in to lose, um, right. and yeah. and then Slap for Cash won. They so, love to do that. Yeah, like boxing promotions love to do that. Set someone up to be a loser and then them not know. They do that in sparring too. That's what. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't throw him in there with Fury and then let Fury try to knock him out because that's what they used to do with MMA fighters. Hey, does anybody want to spar? And they'd be like, yeah, but let's just go like 50 percent, man, because obviously a pro boxer is going to beat an MMA fighter usually. And then they yeah. start hitting hard. So I would always tell them beforehand, I'm going to beat your ass for real if you hit me too hard. So, you know, hit as hard as you want to be elbowed is what I would tell them. So yeah. you, if you hit me hard, I'm going to pick you up, slam you, and elbow you in your face. So Now, now Slap for Cash, you have a million followers on Instagram. How did you, yes. get, a million, how did you get a million followers? I had a lot of help. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Daddy Longneck is. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I actually know his manager. The fact he has a manager is amazing, but uh, – yeah, Dean yeah. Tool is his manager. Is that, that's what I was told anyway. So so yeah, I know I know Dean. Um yeah. and so back back when I was first starting out, he that kid just liked my videos and um they they invited me out to this content house in um Orlando, Florida. And I went out there and we just became friends. I don't know how. So he's, now is that the guy that out, fought, now wasn't it wide neck versus long neck? Didn't they have a fight? Oh, uh, they were just they were just trolling. Oh, okay. <laughs> So Daddy Longneck is the white kid, right? That like has a really long neck. Yeah, Daddy Longneck. Yeah, yes, that guy. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, okay, got it. That's how, and then he started promoting you, Daddy Longneck. Yeah, actually, uh, when COVID happened, he got scared. He was living in Redondo Beach, and they 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 said, "Hey, man, you know, there's a lot of rioting and shit going on. This kid's forty pounds." And I was doing body work for uh, body bodyguard work for Andy Ruiz and a couple other fighters. They would have me roll around with them. That was previously what I did before all this crazy shit. I was uh, a bodyguard, and they heard through the grapevine basically what I did and asked me to come down and that they would help me in return of me helping watch over him. They would promote me. They couldn't pay me. They didn't have money, but they would help promote me and build my brand. And me getting older, I'm like, fuck, man. If I'm gonna do anything in the entertainment industry, now is the time. Too nice. much. 
So, all right. Well, listen, slap for cash. I, I know you're a busy man. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. That was my that was my son. He wants to make some popcorn. So he's... Right. Well, make popcorn. <laughs> well, make popcorn with your kid. You got a really cool dad, kid. Um, and uh, and thank you for coming on the show. And uh, happy Thanksgiving, brother. Oh yeah, you guys too. What are you going to talk about, oh, man? Twitter or what? I probably talk about MMA. So no, no, no. I'm not talking any shit about you. No way. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> the more you talk are you about do MMA, do you ever want to do MMA? Would you consider it? Yeah, actually, um, <clears throat> there's this guy. He trains a lot of people over at Randy Couture's. He's always at uh, Bones Adams Boxing, and uh, I was just talking to him about doing MMA. I don't care if I win or lose, man. I just want to live and do things. You know. To, <laughs> What's the worst thing that can happen has already happened. So it doesn't even matter to me. I just, you know, I just want to live my life and have fun while I'm, while I'm young. Cause when I get old, I'm, I'm just going to have memories. So I'm just doing what I can do and have fun. So yeah, I'll pretty much do anything as long as I can train before I do it. So well, whatever you do, I will watch. So uh, take care slap for cash. And uh, all, right. Be good. all right. See you. All right. That was slap for cash. Um, of all days for my computer not to work, it's this one. Like of all days, I miss that whole that conversation. Is like, that is like the embodiment of the American dream right there. Why? Don't you think well, a guy from Michigan just starts slapping people on the street and now he's like a millionaire probably? I thought the most it's patriotic American, American part that. was getting promoted by Daddy Longneck. <laughs> like that's, uh, I think that's been like the American dream for a long time is meet Daddy Longneck and have your career boosted by him. But them dudes crack me up, man. Wide neck or whatever he is and Daddy Longneck. Have you seen their videos like online? Yes. They're hilarious, man. Like them dudes are really funny, man. So, uh, all right. Getting back on Is track. my audio any better, by the way? Yeah, way better. Way better. Okay. So the all reason right. – um. Well, the crazy stuff I've been dealing with uh, is so my daughter, so her school, we had to, we got to put her in a, a different school and it's not anything she did. She's doing great. She's, you know, top of her class, all A's doing great. Just the, the school, you know, they, they bothered us. Well, there was some stuff going on where they were hiring. They hired a couple teachers that we, we did a background check. That was like a lot of red flags, blah, blah, blah. But last week, I get a call from a parent saying, don't send your kid to school today. And I'm like, why? And then they send me a, a, a thing. So one of the kids in her class, his father murdered um, his mother and then her parents that live there. So it was a triple homicide and then cut up all the body parts and put them all around Tarzana and Encino. Uh, mm. And now they're talking yeah. about how they're going to explain this to the kids and they're going to have therapists and, I mean, the, the kids aren't in school anymore, but I'm like, you know what? It's just, this is like, this is. Mad. I heard that other than that, he was a great father and husband. No, I he was a fucking weirdo, man. The guy's TikToks were insane. And, uh, and something, you know, my, my, my wife, uh, like something rubbed her the wrong way about him beforehand. She was like, this dude's father is like, and, uh, it just kept getting worse. So, uh, it's all over the news right now. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just, it's just madness. I mean, I just feel so bad cause they had, they had two kids, they had three kids. So now three kids don't have a parent. Um, they only found one of the, they only found the mom. Uh, the mom was Chinese and I talked to her like two weeks ago. She was the nicest woman, the, the, oh. nicest, the nicest woman. Um, now, is it true or is it, is it being put out by Israeli propaganda? 
No, no, th this is this is true. You fucking weirdo. Uh, one of the few stories you can believe anymore. Uh, and 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 like the thing is, is like, I'm pretty sure he dropped the kids off at school too. Like after he committed the murder, like he. You know like, what I mean? He's still a good dad for the most part. <laughs> Take a few moments out of his life. <laughs> I mean, the, the crazy part is the kids are like uh, the mom was Chinese, and I, like there's a joke there of like you know Asian people take education very seriously, uh, but 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 yet yeah, you got to see these like crazy. So th this this was the dad. I've it's I've never seen anything like it before. And now of course all these people that are doing like true crimes on like anytime you want to solve a crime, go on TikTok because everyone has appointed themselves as a true crime expert. But this was yes. the father. This was the father, Bill, Sean. Look look at this, hold on. Dude, you can tell that guy's nuts right now. Oh no. Okay, so. Talking on AirPods, just talking randomly with like nobody in the other end. It just feels important. Order multiple drinks and I'll just be like, oh yeah, they're on their way. You see me typing really fast, like looking really productive on my laptop, just like typing, typing. Chances are I'm just typing random letters and numbers. Writer's Workshop, a Paul Wesley thriller. And the premise is Paul has no idea whether or not the shit happening to him is real or not. So epic, it's like an epic vampire move, like pull up in an Escalade outside Paul Wesley's crib. Kids are like, Dad, where's mom going? What's mom doing? She's like, Oh, she's just gonna go chill with Brad. She's gonna go chill with Brad Pitt for a, for a while, maybe go to a concert. Tech conference, real quick, you guys, by mistake. And the number one thing they talked about was consistency, like be consistent. Now I'm consistently never gonna stop drinking. CD is not. So yeah, you get the point. This dude uh... reminds me of Jeffrey Dahmer. Grew up in California and that was into surfing. That's yeah, that's exactly. Of. It's crazy. It's like Christian Bale, an American psycho, but like a real, <laughs> but, an actual American psycho. Hey, you know how you said that the Chinese or Asians are real big on education? Yes. Don't you wish they were big on driver's education? That's crazy. Hey. Like, I really do because I've almost been killed like four times in the past eight days by Asian drivers, and I'm a quarter Asian, so I can say that. Of course, but, of course, you got you're anything you say offensive, you're a quarter of that. Yeah, I'm a quarter of, but uh, yeah, somebody I told somebody the other day they got offended. I said, "Hey, if the shoe fits, take it off before you go inside." Right. So, uh, so, so now that like, I'm in this parent group of, of with like the parents and like parents, are, like, how do we tell our kids about this? Because Hey, you know, hey, you're going to a new school because there was a triple homicide. I, I, I can't really say that, you know, like to a five year old. And so one parent was like, well, I asked chat GPT and here's what chat GPT said. And I'm like, this is the this is parenting now in 2023. Like chat GPT. How do I tell my kid about a triple murder? Like what? <laughs> what? Yes, you say that, but then you do chat GPT. You're like, all right, this is the best solution possible. <laughs> it really was good advice. I'm not going to lie. Um, now, Sean, did you see that senator who challenged the guy to an MMA fight? Yeah, that was amazing. Did you see that, Bill? Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't know he challenged to an MMA fight. I thought he just wanted to go outside and fight. Well, no. Well, then he said for charity in an MMA fight. So I guess there was a guy in the Teamster uh, Union, the head, versus the senator from Oklahoma. And the senator was like, we can do this right now. Well, that guy actually had three MMA fights. You know that? That guy no. was oh, shit. Yeah. That guy was a college wrestler and he's had three, but two of the guys he beat were one and eleven. And like he beat the same guy twice. And <laughs> the other guy, so the guy was one in ten, then one in eleven when he fought him again. Yes. <laughs>
And then the other guy was decent, but he beat him when he was 19. So I'm not really sure, but he was a college wrestler. Uh, but I How old is he now? I think he's like 35 or 37. Like he's not okay. too old. Um, yeah. Maybe in his early 40s. Uh, Dude, I'm all for, I really like fighting does solve almost everything. Like I wish when people argue like that, if they want to fight, it should be completely legal for two people. I've heard that there's states like that where if it's mutual combat, if they both agree, I think you yeah. should be able to fight, like, and not be in charge. Like, if you guys agree to fight, whatever happens, happens, you know? I think yeah. it would keep a lot of people from running their mouths, you know? Well, our next guest is here. I forgot to tell you guys, we have guests today. Uh, it's Chelsea Chandler. Chelsea, Hi. You guys know Chelsea Chandler? No. Okay. She's from Stockton. She's 5-2 and two in the UFC. She's a badass. Hits really hard. To total badass. Pretty hot. That has dimples. Very hot. I've, I've seen her in person. Very, very hot woman. Uh, her last fight, we got to talk about it, though. Uh, do you mind if we talk about it? We can talk about it. Oh, okay. So her last fight, she was going against this girl, and they were talking shit. Like, like they were. They had to get separated during the weigh-ins. Like, like fully on separated. So then she was the girl, Sean, that got hit and then ran away, but, like, ran right into the, in, into the octagon. Uh, which, you know, looking back, pretty good strategy because the, the fight went to distance. And if you would have stood there and traded punches, you, I think you might have lost. Uh, I, mean, well, I mean, you lost. I mean, you might have got knocked. Okay, I'll, I'll show you guys what happened. All right. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So this is. I don't uh, even want to watch this part. Oh, please. You got seven please. fights and Adam decided to pick the most. Introduce yourself to someone. No, this is the best. Watch this, guys. Hold on. So here we go. Oh, fuck. Go ahead. And that's how Demont slows things down. She hits. Woo! Running off. I think that was a pretty smart move. I mean, you got out of there. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you you ran into the. Did we try to run out of the cage, or or where we? No, listen. I did. Uh, I did a uh, track when I was younger, and uh, she hit me so hard, I ran right into her punch, and I think it knocked me back to those days. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but I felt I was like, if I sit right here, I'm gonna go night night, and uh, I didn't want to do that, so I did. The you, next you were a good sport thing. about it. You, you put a meme up. You go. At, you go. At this point, I knew I fucked up as you were running. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was the best way to to, to handle that. Um, but you, but you went the distance, so you can't like you yeah. you didn't get finished. Um, now, have you ever reacted that way before to a punch? No, no, no. Was that the was that the hardest you ever been hit? Uh, you know, I, I I really don't think it was her. It was me coming forward and her throwing, and I kind of did it a little bit to myself. I yeah. mean, I've been hit harder by uh, other people and been fine. So I yeah. think it was mostly my fault. And I was just a little bit too uh, forward, going forward too much. I should have played back. And you Were know, you but, dizzy at all? Was it like, were you rocked? I just, I literally just felt like do something or you're going to go to sleep. But like it was, it was something was happening up there. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what do you think about that strategy? Uh, I actually almost employed it in my fight against uh, Mark Hunt. My brother, I don't know, I think I told you that. My brother had told me if you get in there and realize you're not going to win, like there's no chance, just wait till you leg hit your hit you and scream and take off running and jump over the cage. And he said, like, sprint down the hall out of the building, you know, like down the tunnel. And he said, you'll get at least like a Pizza Hut Peter McNeely commercial out of it or something. He said, you'll be all over the news and be famous no matter what. He's like, be let's be honest, you're not going to win either way. 
Like he was telling me that before the fight. I mean, you got no chance, so you might as well get some fame out of it. But no, it's uh, what's impressive to me is that she covered that distance. That's like 30 feet, and she covered it. She must have ran track because yeah. that's a long way to run, man. It's longer in person than it looks like in uh, you know, on TV. But uh, I would have gassed. I would never do that because I would have gassed out halfway during the run and went to the ground. Well, and well Chelsea, I, I think no matter what happens, I look up to you. I respect you. You're a badass. So just because, you know, I don't look that, I mean, it happens. It's not a terrible strategy, really, man. Alistair Overeem did it. Like, if you just need to get out and reset, it's really not that bad a strategy. You know, I, like, I should have, uh, I did one mistake. I should have done a spinning back fist because of what she was I would have dropped her oh, with it. That would have been awesome. Next or if she was fighting in a ring, she could have went off the ropes and reversed it. That would have been but amazing. But if you would have ran around in circles and she would have chased you and got tired. Oh, God. And then yeah, you know, would have. That girl was the loudest breathing chick I have ever fought. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time she was making noises and it wasn't like normal noises. It was it was too much. That'll throw you off. What did what did did Dana say anything afterwards? Like, hey, we can't run away, or did anybody say anything to you after the after the fight? <laughs> no, I don't think they do that. Oh okay. um, if, no, if, she run, if she run in a circular fashion, it'd been fine. It was yeah. just a straight line. That's the only difference, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, the, the commentators made a joke. If there was no cage, I would have ran out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> did um, What did your corner say? Like, hey, if you get hit, don't do that? Uh, did... Yeah, it was all bad. It was all bad. Okay, all right. Uh, hey, listen. Hey, listen. Everyone learns. A learning. I mean, you're still in the UFC, right? Yeah. Okay, there we go. And, and, and you were on a, a, like, what, a five-fight winning streak? Yeah, in my fight before, I got the the fifty thousand dollar bonus, so I don't think nice. my position is all messed up. And if if anything, that fight was the most everybody wanted to watch the fight, the build up, all that, and you don't see any other chicks building up fights like that. Kind of hot because both of you are kind of hot. Like there was a very sexual tension. <laughs> there was a lot of sexual tension. <laughs> you felt it too, right? I felt it in the cage when she's moaning on top of me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the whole fight. I'm not even. That's what I remember the most. You know, Adam, I only have a couple times. Can I hear you do it? No, I'm not doing what she did. No, <laughs> I don't even think it's possible to sound like. I don't know. It's something else. Sean, what were you saying? I was going to say I've only had a couple of times where things like that happen. One time in a fight, a guy told me, "Man, you are really strong." When I was on top of him, he just said that, and it threw me off because I felt like. It was a strange thing to say. And then one time I was like exhausted in the middle of the second or third round. I mean, couldn't catch my breath. And I heard the guy on top of me take a slow, calm breath before he started elbowing me and punching me in the face. So he, I knew he wasn't tired at all. Like Christian Warcraft just goes, and then just started punching me or whatever. And I was like, dude, I can't even breathe right now. You know, like I'm exhausted. And he wasn't even a little bit tired. Like I knew it was going to be a bad night. What did, so. what did the Diaz brother say to you? I haven't talked to them. Well, they're into, I mean, they run marathons. I mean, right? I mean, maybe. Oh, <laughs> I went to the wrong sport that day. I signed up for the wrong sport that day. Now, are you still with that guy you came to my comedy show with? Um, He's my coach. We're not together like that. Oh, oh so you're into girls, right? No. Oh, you're into guys. But it seemed like you guys were Hello. together. No, at my show, it seemed like you guys were together. We're not together like that. Okay, well, sorry. Oh, that's offensive. Were you ever together a, like that? I just that? played a clip of you. Right I said anymore. We're not together anymore like that. Anymore. Oh, good. Uh, okay, it's been so a long time. Ah, got it. We, uh, we get we we get better. We get along better training. And that's oh, it. 
Wow. Okay. He wow. saw some warning signs and turned around and ran from that relationship. <laughs> like, Sorry. Sure. No. <laughs> it was a uh, hit and run. Okay. Okay. Got it. Hey. Oh, well, listen. So now, are you now you're single or you're you're looking? Oh gosh. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, what? Wow. Because I mean, you're wearing ammo. That's why that was. I thought you might have been a lesbian because of the camouflage. Because because um, I'm a little. Uh, yeah. 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 You look like you came from hunting or something. Um. <laughs> but. Today. Oh well. Okay. All right. Well, listen. So, who do we want to fight next? Honestly, anybody. Uh, UFC hasn't given me anyone. I think I'm 14 right now, rank number 14. So I'm thinking they're probably going to offer me like Tayanara, Lisbo. I think she just got ranked 15 or whatever. Honestly, anybody. And and right now I feel like they have a lot of bantamweight fights that are set up and scheduled. And the way girls are, they get injured. So I'm just ready for last minute call. Dude, she hit Is there so anyone you want to race against? Is there anyone you want to race against? Oh, come on. <laughs> dude, she dude, she hits so hard, Bill. You should see this where the girl hits. She just knocks fucking. Hey, why aren't we pulling up that highlight? <laughs> because this is <laughs> you do, yeah, you hit Adam. really hard. <laughs> don't, don't feel bad. Adam just had on a slap fighter, and he showed the video he showed us of that guy getting knocked out with a slap. Like the guy's 17 and one slap fighting. Let's show the one time you got knocked out. How's that sound? Dude, no, no, you do hit really hard. You hit she hits really hard. Like she's a like they 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 brought her in as like a short notice opponent in the UFC, I think to lose. And then she came and just starched the girl with like 30 seconds or something. I mean, which is you don't see that in women's MMA very often. Um so, uh, you know, it should, it should happen. So, you, look, you lasted the whole fight. It was a good tactic. It was a yeah. very good tactic. Um, I shouldn't have been in that position in the first place, but, uh, but yeah, it was a good survival tactic after I fucked up. <laughs> are you at the dentist's office right now? You're like in an office, right? Where, where are I'm, you? I'm in an office, but I'm not in the dentist's office. Uh, what do you, is this like a job? What, what, what do you do? Uh, this is, you, my parents have a, a business, so I, I help them with stuff and I'm in there. Oh, that's office. so nice. What kind of business? It's a grocery store. Oh, there you go. Look at you. You're yeah. in the break room? No, I'm in the office. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Good for you. All right. So we're single. We're, we're single for the holidays. We're looking for a man. Uh, you like, you like big, <laughs> you like big men? Do you like little because the, the guy was short last time, but he had big ears. He had biggest cauliflower. I've never seen cauliflower like this. His ears were like out to here. Dun, 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 dun. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's a ball trimmer sent from space. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra featuring the Lawnmower 5.0. We're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. That's right. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code MMA Roasted. High tech for low places. Manscaped. I'm telling you, people, I use Manscaped all the time. My balls feel amazing. Amazing. Okay. If you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they put their balls, you are you put your balls in their mouth okay or they put their balls in your mouth whatever it is okay you want your balls you want them you want them shaved you want them feeling good it's just it's a whole new experience okay ai is cool but i think this might be the biggest technological advancement the world has seen in the past decade now every man knows how scary it is when going for a close shave oh my god i've i've cut myself it's 
It's horrible. And then the whole day you're like, ugh, just, just not feeling good. It's just, just shaving like your, your balls are just, ugh. It's, it, you're wearing boxers and it's just going against you. And you're like, ugh, not good. Not good. Okay. Their fifth generation trimmer features two interchangeable next gen skin safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off, off the top and a new foil blade for go smooth whenever your heart desires. Okay, I'm telling you, they also have the Weed Whacker 2.0, which features skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Very delicate. Okay, so get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MMAROASTED at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with the code MANSCAPED at, no, with the code MMAROASTED at manscaped.com. I promise you, You've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. Get yours today with our folks at Manscaped. You're, people, you're going to thank me when you have nice, shaved balls that feel really good. Check it out. Manscaped. And then I and then I said something to him, and then you got mad. She came to my show, and I was like, oh, wow, look at those cauliflowers to the guy. And she goes, oh, what am I, chopped liver? You're sitting there talking <laughs> to my boyfriend's fucking ears the whole time. And I was like... He didn't even recognize me. He invited me to the show, and then he talks to him, and then he talks to me and doesn't even say hello. That's true. I, I didn't know it was you, because she look, you look different than in your pictures. Like, when she gets done up, woof. Dude, yeah. Oh, oh, this is uh, she's a. a oh, Mom, not Why don't you show right those now. pictures? Why don't you show those pictures, Adam? She's a show something else. <laughs> she's Did you finally realize like she was there, Adam, when she got up and ran to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Come on, because all the terrible jokes. <laughs> well, meanwhile, okay, I asked her to come to the MA Awards this year, and she goes, "I'll win best track in in the octagon." No, no, I was like, "Give me, uh, give me runaway fighter of the year." <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That was so you're so funny, Chelsea. Uh, so I'm a big fan. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for coming on the show. My birthday's on Thanksgiving. Oh, oh happy wow. birthday. What do you mean, 30, 29, 28? Oh, you, you never ask somebody their age. Oh, there you go. All right. Adam asks a lot of questions. Are you a lesbian? Are you, how old are you? Are you into guys? What's Wait, going are you on? Into you guys, big ones, little ones, what's the size? You know? well, we can find your age and weight if you go to UFC.com. So, you know. That's true. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps. Uh, there's a couple different ages all over and people really don't know how old I am. That's What's your 40 time? <laughs> All right, Chelsea, thank you, guys. Thank you for coming on the show. Happy Faster day. than most football guys. <laughs> thank you, and happy birthday. Thank you. Birthday. Bye. See you. All right, that was Chelsea Chandler. I normally never make fun of the guests, but Adam got me going. I couldn't help it. I get that's what I had to I had to get her off because I knew eventually you were gonna piss her off. It was gonna be like like you were three more from fucking saying something. <laughs> I was gonna piss her off and you're saying, What are you a lesbian? Why are you wearing camouflage? Like <laughs> Satan is that. I was just gonna say I didn't even see her when you first came on, and then I was gonna be like, Oh wait, she's wearing camouflage. Never mind, but I didn't want to make fun of her right off the bat. So she's a she's a good sport. Did you watch the, the fights last week? Did not. Jay yep. Super, Jay Super, Jiu-Jitsu All right, work. We're going over a couple of them. All right, so Paul Craig for, for Brendan Allen, right? So <laughs> Brendan Allen has is like the next the Brendan Allen Allen. He's just beating everyone. And Paul Craig, the Jew bear, right? Or bear Jew. Yeah. Bear, bear Jew, right? <laughs> so the whole time this guy pulls guard. Every round he pull and the announcers are saying what a great strategy this is. And of course, by the third round, he just gets submitted. He's getting this. She gets a shit beat out of him for three rounds and then submitted. 
And Wait, the Bear Jew did or the other guy? The Bear Jew. I guess he's great at jujitsu and he pulled off triangles in the past and yada, yada. But I'm like, what am I missing here? Did you feel that same way, Bill? That they were saying how great of a strategy he had? He's just I, I, I didn't understand because it didn't look like he put the other guy in danger at all. Right. They're like, oh, if you see the way that he, he uh, locks the guy's legs up. I'm like, <laughs> like, like from like from full guard. I'm like, that's great. But he's getting fucking elbow to the face a hundred times. So that I'm surprised he didn't go off on the dude because most of the time Jews overreact to any kind of aggression toward them. Is oh, my God. <laughs> they go. That's not true. Overboard ever, with it. Yeah, I, well, I think he had a right to defend himself. Um, right. So anyway, <laughs> and plus. <laughs> And he There's going to be people picketing the next UFC. He should have just let it happen. He, and he, wasn't, he wasn't ambushed All right, and, right. and kidnapped. Yeah. All right, so now the, the guy... Uh, the guy's the got a dude, hard head, too. He's got an iron dome. Dude, and he didn't touch <laughs> gloves. He didn't. That's good. I like that, Bill. Uh, he didn't touch gloves in the beginning. It seems like the guy that refuses to touch gloves always loses. Like, there's got to be some weird... Yeah. Um, or the yeah, guy with more tattoos. Right. If you have more tattoos or don't touch gloves, you're guaranteed a loss. Yeah. Uh, Chase Hooper did win his fight. Great jujitsu. I don't think there's a person other than uh, Ryan Hall, Ryan Hall. who's going to out jujitsu Chase Hooper. Why don't they match them up? I would love to see that. I would absolutely love Aren't they the same weight? They're the same weight, right? Yeah. I think they're both 145. Close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Jordan, this guy, Jordan Levitt, the guy that twerks and does all those crazy things, uh, <laughs> he got to do a grappling match and lost. Um... So that's what happened there. Uh, Amanda Rebus won. Dude, you got to see what happened. This girl threw a crazy spinning back kick. Might have been the nicest one I've seen. Definitely in women's MMA. Um, and also won her fight. This girl Rebus is a little hottie too. I'll, I'll show you. Uh, Sean, let me know what you think of this. Uh, there we go. Look, look at this spinning back kick. She... Definitely made the adjustment. Throws that. Watch this. Oh, oh good lord. Damn. Watch this. There it is. Bam. Oh, no. And, and the girl took it. Wow. What, it. what is that girl using for a chin, man? Good lord. Yeah, that was pretty outstanding. Beautiful. Doing a row like that would put anybody on the ground. They should have put a man on the ground, man. Like, that's crazy. Like, it is. Yeah. So there was a girl named Alan Perez, right? Who got into a fight before in the in the UFC PI like today? She came into the, the cage with a, with a black eye. She says <laughs> uh, this other girl named Jocelyn Perez attacked her, but then it turned out to be Jocelyn Perez and Jocelyn's coach attacked her. Um, where the, the coach was choking her from behind while Jocelyn was punching her. Um, oh, that's a hot threesome right there. No, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. So then, uh, so then she had her fight right. And this is some of the stuff she was doing in her fight. She might be my, my new favorite fighter. Uh, look at this, Sean. And all right. So, and then Dominic Cruz goes, That's some unique striking there, Dom. Oh, that's what Paul Felder said. Look at us. Uh, so, let me, what do you think of this ground and pound right here? Right and over here. As to get this far ahead. Paul Perez really just hammering away here. Oh. 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 Oh.
really just hammering away. Dude, that looks just like when Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan would get somebody to headlock and punch them like 60 times in a row real fast, like in a rabbit punches. That's what that reminded me of. So the, so the girl comes in, she gets to a fight. Um, before the fight, she comes with a black eye. Then she does that during the fight. Then this is what she does after the fight with her son in the crowd. She's got like a five-year-old son, right? She wins her fight and then does this, right? Alan Perez, right? Or Alan Perez. Uh, so this is what she does after she, after she, she just traumatized her son. That's the caption. So, and then... <laughs> Oh. oh my God! Someone say it's too early on a Saturday in Las Vegas for that movie. <laughs> Sun set back down. He's like, ah, oh, so she starts. <laughs> they cut to the kid, and then she showed her butt, and then to make it worse, right? Just what you think that it couldn't get worse, right? Just what you think. All right, that's it. I saw the hammer fist. I saw the twerk. I heard about the fight beforehand. Then this happens, right? Then she starts oh, going no. against the cage. Yeah, yeah, watch. It gets better. Look. Then she's against the cage while her coach is hitting her in the butt. Watch. So. Oh, no. So Who's her son in attendance? <laughs> so, that, yeah. So that, um, so, and then Dominic Cruz and Paul Felder started arguing. So Dominic Cruz, bitter Dominic Cruz is the best commentator people hate him people are very mad about him it's the best let it, me guess the argument was paul craig thought it was hot and dominic cruz didn't dude it was basically he's gay. that's what i was getting at oh no 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 not that so here we go uh <laughs> here, here, here's these two fighting watch arguing in the kick with this kind of a pace you're starting to fatigue throwing those head kicks definitely takes a lot of energy especially for these big guys what kind, what kind of pace huh what kind of pace are you talking about what are you talking about? You you said this kind of pace. You're saying through the first two rounds, there was a whole lot of grappling for guys that are 250 pounds and above. I'm not saying this third round's got an extreme pace. But when you're talking about guys that are in the heavyweight division after they've grappled for 10 minutes pretty much straight, they're laboring. You can see that. That's for sure. So, it's just... <laughs> Two curmudgeons fighting is the is the arguing is the best, dude. Dominic Cruz is I've hung out with him. He's so funny because he's so miserable. He doesn't care who you are. He, he'll just be a dick. He he's such, <laughs> he's such a dick, but like a level. I love the guy. I fucking I love the guy. Uh, a lot of repressed rage. <laughs> thing. I don't know what what from. By the way, did you guys hear earlier when I said if the shoe fits, take it off before you go inside? Because that was yeah. a great joke about Asian. Oh, drugs. I love that. Oh, that was I didn't I didn't understand it. Sometimes I it, figured it, you didn't get it. That's a great joke. Yes, I, I did it. <laughs> um, and then and then on a UFC Fight Pass, you know the thing is, if you're gonna go into Fight Pass and you're gonna be on TV, you should know and be aware of your ass crack because. <laughs> People just I like. Don't think, I think you probably should be aware of that, regardless of what. Where are you guys watching this? Good, not just TV. Did you guys see this or no? No. Not yet. All right. All right. Wait. All right. I mean, this guy had to have known, right? Hold on. The guy cleaning the thing. Here we go. I mean, this guy had to have known his career. Yeah. <laughs> Might need a belt potentially. But like, why? Why do we have to see that? 
you know, it's just, uh, but yeah, so that, that happened there. Um, like that guy needs to fight for the title so he can get a belt. <laughs> hey, that was a good one. I like it. So, um, in Bellator, you guys watch Bellator the weekend? Are they still going? I th- yeah. I thought they had their last show like six weeks in a row now. They're like, no, one more. I, I love, I'll tell you what happened. So, uh, Jason Jackson um, beat Amazov. Amazov was the 23 and 0 champion who fought in the Ukrainian army uh, recently, came back to defend his title, um, and uh, and got knocked out. Knocked out like by this guy who was like 16 and 7, fought a lot of good guys, yeah. but uh, yeah, he, he beat the 23 and 0 guy. Um, so here, I'll show you guys what happened, which is it was a, a, a huge upset. He, this guy, like no one was touching this guy, Amazon. So here we go. Ready. Was this broadcast over MySpace? Like, where? What are they? What are <laughs> yeah. they? What's their TV deal now? Can you guys see it? No, Not so far. Jason Jackson. I can hear it. Uh-huh. Can you guys see it? And yeah, now. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Not a lot of hit movement. Which one's the Ukrainian? With the right hand, Jason Jackson. So the crazy part about that guy, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? uh, Amasov? No, no, the announcer. The Bellator announcer. I don't even know who it is. Who is it? The old UFC announcer? It's the old uh, Bellator announcer. He, He did WWE for a while. He has like huge depression he almost committed suicide like a hundred times he's like bipolar oh he went to the wwe and then left because he was getting picked on by uh the, by the wwe guys they were Mauro like Ronello? yes that guy he came to my comedy show he talks exactly like that all the time he goes Man, that was a great show you put on there like like that <laughs> i laughed the entire time like that's that's his voice like that's legitimately that. his voice um <laughs> And he's a very, very sweet guy. Really, really nice guy. Um, I told Bruce Buffer when I met him. Oh, by the way, too, I don't know if you guys heard. Joe Biden said they're going to send. Uh, they need to send Amosov his uh, win bonus regardless. So they're trying to pass a bill right now. So he's recruiting. <laughs> no, but anyway, um, when I first met Bruce Buffer, I asked him. I said, Bruce, I got to be honest. I thought you'd talk differently in person. And he was like, What do you mean? I said, I thought you'd be like, Well, hello. Like I really did. Like yeah. I thought he would. And he wasn't doing the voice at all. He just kind of looked at me like he didn't understand what I was saying. I was like, never mind. <laughs> Everything's cool. But yeah, I just got a blank stare. Oh, man. I wonder how many times you get a blank stare, but they're the funniest. Thing. <laughs> Half the time it's on here when I tell a great joke about taking your shoes off before you go inside and you just Wait, look at me. It was, it, oh, hold on. Tell me the joke again. Because I, I, I have to. I, have I said, to... I know it sounds racist, but if the shoe fits, like Asian being bad drivers sounds racist, but if the shoe fits, take it off before you go inside. Oh, that's hilarious. That's good. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Bill got it. You didn't. You just had to stare at him. And then, uh, yeah, Sabatello and Ruffy on stops was a war. Another one. Another was a fight. Uh, Sid Outlaw versus AJ uh, AJ McKee. That was a good fight. Another one where Big John. So the first round, Sid Outlaw basically uh, takes him down, holds him down for four minutes and fifty seconds. Right? Doesn't do that much damage. And then Big John gives a round to the other guy. Going, well, he did more damage from the bottom. I'm like, come on. And then he references 
He goes, yeah, there was a fight with Boz Rutten and Kevin Randleman where, you know, uh, Boz won, even though Randleman was on top. I'm like, that was the worst decision in, in MMA. One of them I've ever, like, look, I love Big John. Nothing, does a great job, better job than I could ever do. But what? If you're on the ground for four minutes and 50 seconds and you don't, like, significantly hurt the guy with 10 seconds left, you lost a round. I, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Call me a wrestling purist. Um, but. But this fight was crazy. Look at look at the amount of blood. Now, does this make you miss it at all, Sean? When you see this, hold on. <laughs> I don't miss it ever, even without blood. <laughs> Sean, do you ever bleed in a fight? Uh, yeah, I actually one time it was the worst. I um, bled several times, but I had one time I thought I tasted a ton of blood in my mouth, and I didn't think I was bleeding. I was like, "Gosh, I hope my nose or something is bleeding internally. I hope that's mine." And I backed out, and it was this real scroungy looking dude that I was fighting, and like I, he looked yeah. like I'd been working his car before the fight, and he was bleeding profusely from his nose. So I realized it had gotten in my mouth, and I was drinking yeah. his blood. And this is before there was any testing. There was no hepatitis, no HIV test, no anything. That was uh. in the days. But I tasted it really thick blood. I was like, I, I don't think I'm bleeding. That's weird. And then I backed up and saw it all over him. But uh, yeah, no, I bled. Um, it's a weird time. Sometimes in a fight, you'll be on top of somebody bleeding. And as you're bleeding, drop it on their face, you'll have a moment of clarity and realize you're doing this for money. I really thought that one time in the UFC fight, like I'm elbowing this guy or punching him for money for all these people to cheer. It's so weird, man. Like it is a, it's a weird feeling. So here's here's the outlaw McKee fight. Look at the blood. Good Lord. Yeah, there was that much blood where he was able to uh, yeah. ramble. Oh, you remember the Chris Lytle? I think it was Matt Hughes, or he fought somebody fight where he slid his head across the ground and a strip of it looked like a paint roller of blood had been gone across the cage. It was uh, one of the worst worst things I've ever seen because I used to train with Chris Lytle, so we were friends. And when I saw him slide his head across the reposition, it literally looked like they'd taken a paint roller and rolled just his blood all the way across. Uh, Six feet of blood. It was disgusting, man. But that was that was the bloodiest one I ever saw. So the PFL and Bellator announced officially that they're merging. Uh, they're officially merging. The Bellator has bought the PFL. I mean, I'd be excited for this if either of those companies could run the company where I know when, when I, you don't have to be the hardest of hardcore fans to know when they exist. But somebody who is excited about this is Jake Paul, uh, who made an announcement today. Uh, I will announce the announcement all right, here we go. So, and uh, right, it goes here. PFL massive news the PFL has acquired Bellator. This is insane news for the whole entire industry and makes PFL even more of a global powerhouse with a fight roster now equal to that of the UFCs. And we have some challenges. Let's prove it. Their champions versus our champions. Let's make it happen. Come on. There is no way in hell that Dana White would let his champions take on the PFL Bellator champions because for him, there's no upside. Yeah, what upside is there? None. None. Yeah, I want to play. Uh, I want to play blackjack against Bill Gates. His net worth versus mine. Let's play checkers. Whatever's your bank account versus mine. You know? What do you think of this merger, Sean? I mean, I, I think it's better than having two of them. They apparently there's a lot of Saudi money behind the PFL. That's what Dana White said that they're backed by a couple hundred million dollars of Saudi 
you know, Arabian money or one of those guys over there who literally they probably print money. They're so rich over there. But um, it would be nice if there were a challenger to the UFC just to give fighters another option. I just hope it doesn't become like Bellator version two, where it's just everybody who's not UFC goes there. You know, um, I don't know that Bellator has more than five or six fighters. I could even name and the same with the PFL. Like you maybe. So, I mean, maybe you got like now Ryan Bader, you got Aaron Pico, you got some guys that you know, but I mean, still probably, I couldn't name 20 fighters between the two promotions. So. Well, guy who won last week, this guy, Patchy Mix, who I always knew was good, but he beat her <laughs> in order to win the the title. He just, so he just subbed Sergio Pettis. He beat Rufian Stotts. He beat Magomed Magomedov. He beat Haraguchi. His name's Apache Mix? Yeah, Apache, not Apache Mix. Patchy, oh. Patchy, <laughs> Patchy. I was going to say that sounds like his 23 and me results, not his name. <laughs> That's great. What, You're a, dude, what about what about when are you doing comedy, John? When are you going to finally yeah. get up comedy? So I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to so talk my funny. son into doing. I'm trying to talk my son into doing my stand-up jokes. Like if he, if he doesn't mind getting on stage, I just I don't you know like he did? Going. You know what he did? He he did he did one comedy show in his whole life where he brought a girl there. He got nervous after the first thirty seconds and talked about how he banged her in the ass for four minutes. The That's whole not thing. what happened at all. <laughs> That's not what happened. That's not what isn't that close? Is there any truth to that? Uh, no, that's not a no. That's that's a story I can't retell publicly, but it's uh oh. I just started basically someone was there I knew, and so I started making fun of that person instead of I told a story about that person that was not flattering because the guy before me announced that I was a former UFC fighter and I was starting my whole thing with that I was a veterinarian. It's a long story why I was starting with that, but I was gonna claim I was a vet. And he goes, he's also a former UFC fighter. So given I was like, well, I want to thank the big steroided guy up uh, that just announced me for ruining my whole set because he only weighed like 120 pounds, you know, or I said, I want to thank that guy that's obviously on steroids for ruining my whole set. And so then I like looked around, there's probably like 150 people. I know I said, you guys want to hear like three jokes I have left now since they won't work. Or do you want to hear about the story about that girl right there, you know, or whatever, like in the crowd and it, she just happened so happened to be there. And it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was rough, but yeah, the guy that owns, get introduced me to him. The guy that owns the club said uh, he really appreciated me uh, walking half the crowd when I wasn't even, <laughs> you know, saying like half the crowd got up and walked out. I thought I did good. Like I really thought I did good. You did do uh, good. That guy, that guy was a prick. Yeah, um, they were cracking up. The crowd was cracking up, and but some of them got offended, and got up, and started leaving, and then they flashed the light. I said, "I see the light, but I'm not done." So I kept going. They flashed again. I was like, "Don't flash the light again." I'm finishing the story, and everybody then really starts cracking up. So I, I was supposed to have like seven minutes. I went like twenty five. But uh, nice. were, I had to finish the story, but every I'm not everybody. Half the people thought it was the greatest thing they'd ever seen. Um, half it the sounds people like thought, you're made to do stand up comedy. It sounds like you're built for yeah. it. That is, I didn't know, I didn't know until I heard about Sam Kennison that that's a badge of honor if you can walk most of the crowd. Yes, I didn't know that that was like something to be proud of. I was kind of ashamed after Doug Stanhope one time walked everyone but two people within the first four minutes <laughs> and had to do an hour for two people. Uh, like they, he was they, they like refused to leave. Um, have you heard? I'm sure you've heard the stories. If I've heard the stories, doesn't he have to like some kind of spleen problem where he's sick or really like deathly ill but won't go to the doctor? I've heard like he needs to have like his pancreas removed or something, and he refuses to go to the doctor. Like you, don't, you haven't heard that? He used he used to yeah. go he used to go on uh on on the radio wherever he would go and say he was the comic for Jesus. 
just to get Jesus people out. And then he'd walk them within four seconds. Like he would. <laughs> I heard maybe it was a bit he was doing, but somebody, some committee was talking about how he says he bleeds anally every day and he hasn't had it checked out and he's throwing up bile like every day and then he won't go to the doctor. I don't know if it was just a joke, but this is like a few years ago where I guess the comedian was saying, it may have been Joe Rogan saying, they were saying like, dude, you're going to die. You need to go to the doctor. He's like, oh, it'll pass. It'll be fine. You know? Uh, but I guess he was in real bad health. I heard anyway. I don't know. Have you watched a Lee Murray documentary? I don't know who Lee Murray is. Who's that? You don't know Lee Murray? Uh, Lee, Murray a, Lee Murray was a fighter from England. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you were talking about a, a celebrity. Oh, right? no, no. Uh, so, Bill, there's a documentary of him on Showtime. This fighter from England who was incredible. Like, he, uh, this guy Pele, he knocked out Pele. Like, he, he was like 10 and 2. He lost to Anderson Silva his last fight. He was uh, power beyond. And he beat up Tito Ortiz in like a street fight, a very infamous street fight. Anyway, yeah. the guy couldn't go to the U.S. because he murdered a guy. He was a big street fighter, big thug, big drug dealer, like just a fucking wild man. And uh, some guy rammed his car, like some guy that had some kind of rage problem, road rage, and kept ramming his car. So he went out and his family was in the car. So he killed the guy. He pit him twice. So now he wasn't allowed out of England. So he was oh. like really. So he basically this documentary. So he fought Anderson Silva because he he brought an Anderson Silva to his organization to fight, right? And he lost because yeah. he wanted the best guy. Then he pulls off an eighty million dollar bank robbery, like yeah. like he fit, so and he was like the leader of it. It was base. It was right. they came in with like fucking Uzis and and uh, and they almost got away with it. They got the money. They they got away with the money. But then they were the really they were pretty dumb. Like in in some ways they were brilliant bank robbers. Like how they could they had a guy on the inside that got a job that worked for them, and it wasn't an actual bank. It was eighty million. It was just a place yeah. where they stored the money. It wasn't a bank. It was a place where they kept all the money for the bank. Yeah. But then he left all these. Like one of the guys had a map of the bank that they found <laughs> in the guy's house, and another, and then they found in the guy's in in his car. Like he he got a DUI and he, he had like like seven burner phones and one of the burner phones he had a recording of him planning the robbery. So <laughs> he ends up. That's always a good idea when you're planning a robbery to record your just in case you forget anything to record and go he back. Posted up on you. TikTok, that'd be fun. Dude, he yeah. ends up. So he ends up. He he had a he 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 had he was he was half Moroccan. So he ends up in like a Moroccan prison, thinking oh, that no. like he couldn't get arrested for a, a British crime in Morocco. Uh, that's what his lawyers were telling him, and now they threw the book at him. So he's twenty. He's doing twenty five years in, a in Morocco. Morocco in a prison in Morocco. Yeah. Oh boy, that's not I where he he's got. Do. I just read he's got since one hundred and seventy. I think he shouldn't have got more than a hundred. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right, and there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts getting in on the action with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? If I'm going to bet, I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? 
Okay, visit fanduel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay, your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable and bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. You want to bet? That's where you go. Doesn't make sense to me, but I'm just joking. Obviously, oh yeah, yeah, they, dude. They still lost. They lost. They still haven't. Um, they haven't found thirty million of the thirty million of the of the, of the eighty million. Like, oh wow, it's crazy to me, man. Like, I remember. Yeah, I don't. I, for some reason, I didn't think his last name was. Billy. I thought it was Lee something. That's why I didn't recognize it at first. But uh, yeah, he's legendary in the the old school MMA. Everybody was like, uh, they always talk about how he beat up Tito Ortiz in a street fight. I was like, dude, Tito Ortiz has been beat up like twenty times in the cage. That's not that you know. That's not that <laughs> impressive, but. Uh, yeah, oh, uh, what's the name good. of the documentary? Is it called The Greatest Man Who Ever Lived? It's called yeah, uh, it. it's called Catching Lightning. It's on oh. it's on Showtime. Well, what happened was it was like a fifty person brawl. It was after like so it was the UFC went to England for the first time. They all went to a club, and then they were outside the club, and it was uh his trainer. It was what's his name? Um, Pat Militage, one yeah. of one of Tito guys jumped on Militech's back and started choking him as like a as like a joke. And then one of Murray's guys jumped on that guy. So that was like a three-person choke going on in the parking lot. And then it becomes that becomes a 45-person fucking brawl in the street of everyone's just and then Tito and Murray just like face up. So Tito runs at him, but then skid. According to Tito, he was wearing his dress shoes. So he skidded. So and then Pat Millett is like all of a sudden he becomes a fucking ice skater. And then as he was skidding towards him, Murray hit him. And Tito admits he went down, but then got back up. But according to them, Tito was out cold. And so that was the big dispute. But then when Murray fought in the UFC, Tito stood up and was at the fight. And like they talked about the street fight. Like like during the guy's real fight, they were the commentators like, oh, look like Tito might want to have a little bit of like. It would have been a huge fight. The shame Tito didn't train with Chelsea because he would have known as soon as he got hit while running toward to turn around and run the other direction and get yeah. himself. That would have been much better. Much better. Uh, he was a good sport about the whole thing. Uh, I got- always liked Tito, man. People give him a hard time. He was always really nice to me. Like, really went over yeah. overboard being nice to me, man. So I always liked him. Uh, now, Sean, would you have, um, if you thought you can get away with an $80 million bank heist, would you, uh, would you do it? Would you try it? Uh, only if it was actually from the banks, because they are the biggest, most corrupt organizations that have ever lived, banks and insurance companies. But uh, yeah, if I could steal it from, uh, especially international bankers, I would take it yeah, in a heartbeat. But I definitely wouldn't do it. It's like, a, uh, you wonder if those guys didn't watch Goodfellas. Like, did you not see what happens when you rob a bank and then suddenly you buy like a million dollar house and a, with well, no way to explain the money? You know, like it's... You know how they got... Well, first they got caught because they hired a, a girl to do everyone's makeup. And to do and the, and like so she for what purpose? I <laughs> started a rock band or something like a glam rock. So she made everyone like black and put everyone. She gave everyone beards. 
She was like a special effects woman. So that way, that way, that way, purpose. That way, on camera, they looked like they had beer. Oh, I thought you meant afterward. I was no, like, no, before, before they they found. So they had they hired a girl that did all that everyone's makeup, and she was the first one to snitch because they dumped. They did a bank robbery in blackface. That's racist and wrong at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> they dumped all the stuff at her house. So that was number one. And the second way they got caught was it was him and this guy Paul Allen's other fighter. They were in Morocco. And they were at a hotel for like six months later. They couldn't find them. And their wives came to visit. And the Secret Service guys in England followed their wives. So they trailed the wives mm -hmm. to them. So, yeah, mm -hmm. the wives got... So the uh, million dollars will sting a little bit, man. You're not going to just give up on finding them after a few months. Yeah. Like, yeah. The moral of the story is bitches. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, man, like... Oh, uh, dude, it was, but this dude, Lee, Lee Murray was such a badass. They were talking about like this guy that was with him. It was a uh, fighter that was one of Pat Militich's guys. I forgot the guy's name, but he, he was with him. And um, he, he, the guy, he fought Anderson Silva too. And he got pulled over by the cars with him. And the cop comes over and Lee Murray gets out of the, out of his car for go, going like 180 and like, uh, you know, 55 pulls over, goes, what the fuck? And the cops got in their car and drove away. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's how fucking much of a badass this guy was like it was, um, you know, it was like a scooby-doo episode they pulled off his black face mask at the end he'd be like i would have got away with it if it wasn't for these meddling british police my god uh dude, that, something else man dude, then then uh then the guy was fighting anderson silva i forgot the guy's name uh, something because i i told him i liked him in like the something fry travis fry or whatever but he says that he was on the run for like five months. And right before his Anderson Silva fight, Lee Murray called him to wish him good luck and to give him <laughs> advice, like what to do. Like right before. So if you ever fight, rob a bank, do not wear blackface and leave the makeup. <laughs> Bad advice. He, he told did me. I tell you, Adam, the other day, I don't want to interrupt you, but did I tell you about the guy that asked me for a dollar? I can't remember. I meant to tell it on the last podcast. And I didn't. I, the guy, Bob Evans, had asked me for a dollar. I didn't tell you about that. And then he went oh, outside yeah. and I saw him, what I thought was breaking into someone's motorcycle. I didn't tell you about that. Oh, my God. So, okay, I'm at a Bob Evans getting a carryout. Long story, out of state, going to see that doctor. And this guy comes in and he looks homeless. And I, uh, he went up and got like a, he asked how much it was. And it like his thing was like a dollar 20 and he's paying for change. And I immediately felt bad that I didn't offer to pay for it for him. But I just, I was, you know, my, I don't know. I was preoccupied, you know, and he came walking by. He said, I hate to bother you. Do you got like any change, like a dollar? And I was like, man, you know what? And uh, like, I just felt terrible for the dude. I pulled out like a 50 and gave it to him. Right. Like, I just like, that's all I had. I didn't have anything less than that. I said, just take it, man. Hope things get better. You know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. So I wait for my food. I go outside and I see him over by a like $60,000 motorcycle going through the saddlebags or whatever they call them, like going through stuff. So it made me mad, man. I'm like, so I just gave somebody $50. Now you're going to go steal from somebody to park their motorcycle out there. And he's like looking through the whole thing. So I start to pull over there because I was going to punch him in his face. I can take my money back or something. I was mad about it. But as I start to head over there, I see him get on the motorcycle, pull the key out, start it and go pull on driving away. So wow. that was his 50 or $60,000 motorcycle that I just helped make the payment on with my $50. Um, but he was dressed completely like a homeless guy. But I mean, he literally, he reached in his pocket, looked like pulled his keys out, stuck it in, started it and took off on it or whatever. So I thought that guy's got likely more money than I do asking me for a dollar to get 50. But that's the genius of it. If he would have asked for more money, I would have been like, dude, don't come up. Like, 
I had a guy ask me one time for 15 cents because he was trying to get 99 cents to get a dollar seven to get a cheeseburger at McDonald's. Yeah. And I felt so bad when he said that I gave him like 20, you know, or whatever. And then right. later on, I thought, of course, he asked for 15 cents because it's yeah, so exactly. pitiful. I'm going to give him more. You know what I mean? He'd ask for a dollar. You're more like, mad that like you when you when he was stealing or that when you he was rich. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Man. It was about equal. Like when I probably when he was stealing, because I can't stand thieves. Like absolutely hate thieves, man. And I was sitting there thinking, like, I was nice and gave you money. You're going to go steal something from somebody. And then I realized that was his motorcycle. And he probably makes a really good living going around to places, ordering a 92-cent carryout and asking somebody for a dollar. Enough to have – it was – I mean, it was a hardly – I don't know how much motorcycles cost, but it was worth more than my brand-new truck to play that. So, so uh, changing the subject a little bit. So Tom Aspinall, all right, who's now the interim champ, who Henry Cejudo says he shouldn't have actually uh, – celebrated because he's not the real champ or whatever um (laughs) and that that pissed off dc anyway there's a uh, interview of him and nina drama you know nina drama she's the girl who's like influencer she's pretty but she's kind of hot i only know her from her i thought she was sean strickland's girlfriend from everything i've seen but apparently not right no 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 so here's uh tom aspinall asking her if she likes to get fingered like i've got a question oh my god okay have you ever been fingered by an mma fighter before Fingered? Yeah, fingered. No. What would it take to uh, to finger me? Yeah. Like, are we talking about the same <laughs> thing? <laughs> I, I've got a question. Okay. Have you ever been fingered by an MMA fighter before? Fingered? Yeah, fingered. No. What would it take to uh, to finger? Oh me? my god! <laughs> Not really. Uh, Dude, when I was in the UFC, you know how fast you would be released if you'd have done that? To yeah, Jesus Christ. You couldn't say anything like when I was there without getting in trouble. Matt Mitrione called that. Who was the guy that was beating up girls that said he was a tra- the first transsexual but Fallon hadn't had a sex Fox, change? Female. Who was it? Uh, Fallon Fox? Fallon Fox, yeah. Um, Matt Mitrione called him um, Buffalo Bill, like in an interview with Eric Hawani. So what's up with Buffalo Bill hitting women? Like he's not even had a sex change. Like he's, you know what I mean? He's just dressed like a woman. I guess that was the story. They find him $25,000, took his purse from his last fight, hadn't been paid yet. And then Matt threw a fence up. Dude, I was in the NFL. If you said something offensive, you got like a $1,000, $1,500 fine. You don't take someone's whole fight purse or his bonus. Yeah. That was his win bonus. I think it was 25. They kept it. And so he was so mad about it, but he can say that to a UFC employee and nobody cares. Like, just like, oh, okay. I guess he was in on it and they, that was like the plan or something. But oh, I don't, okay. I'm not sure this is a good direction. <laughs> like, <laughs> it has to be. I'm not sure because you know what's going to happen now is someone's going to be like, try to make his mark, you know. Yeah, or they're going to ask her that in every interview now. That's going to be all they say yeah, to her. Or Amanda Nunez, you like to get, you know, fisted up the ass and then she's going to kill him. Like, this is probably not a great way to take the sport uh but no. um you know it, whatever uh so and finally i know you're a basketball fan have you been following this jordan pool uh is that the guy that got choked or not that was the guy last year he got punched by that same guy oh okay yeah by draymond green i remember that yeah so now he's on the wizards and uh they're not taking it very seriously i guess it's like the worst team in the league but uh, I, I, Shawna, you're you know great basketball player. I wanted to get your opinion on this. So here we go. <laughs> Imagine. Here we go. So boing. 
Let's see why the Warriors traded this man for 92-year-old Chris Paul. We're only one week into the NBA season, and we've already gotten so many ridiculous Jordan Poole clips. He's always hooped without a care in the world, but now that he's on his own team, it is so much worse, bro. Like, he gave us multiple gems against Boston. Porzingis said, get that out of here, and got the easy mismatch layup on the other end. But this is probably my favorite clip of the entire NBA season so far. Poole tries to bag down Drew Holiday, gets it poked. Goes right back to it, gets it poked again. He manages to kick it out to Kyle Kuzma from his knees, who then pulls a three-pointer from Jupiter and hits nothing but hardwood. Like, I don't know how we let Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole lead their own NBA franchise. These two think they're at the Showtime Lakers. Poole off the glass to Kuzma to cut the lead to 19. They're down 21 to throw a lob <laughs> off the glass. And this has got to be so frustrating for Jordan. So, like, I mean, is that – so you're down by 19. Should you not be doing those kind of moves? Yeah, no, that's embarrassing. That's like when you guys celebrate sometimes. Like they, we, I had a dude hit a three on me one time and go down the court with this like one number, like his finger up, like number one as the game was ending. We were up by 91 points. Like against the team. <laughs> and he was rubbing it in that he hit a three on me. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. And I was like, dude, you're, you're almost down a hundred. We won that game like 152 to 38 or something, like whatever it was. It was crazy. Like our 40, 48, maybe. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, that's uh, I hadn't heard any of that. All I saw was that I knew that Draymond Green had choked somebody with a rear naked choke, they said, but it wasn't locked in. And then they were making fun of his teammate because the teammate of the guy getting choked came running up like he was going to do something and then just sat there and nicely asked him to stop choking. And like, hey, can you can you please stop choking? <laughs> didn't grab him or anything. Just basketball players are the only bigger pussies in sports than basketball players are soccer players, man. Like, uh, I swear them dudes. It's it's disgusting. Like the, the soccer players always fake get hurt. Basketball players always fake like they want to fight, but then actually won't. Yeah, yeah, so. of course. Um, well, listen, what do you got coming up, Bill Dawes? Just uh, Tuesday Tuesday shows at the Hollywood Laugh Factory, ten o'clock. I got to get you on that, by the way. Oh, nice. And you, Sean? Uh, man, I'm actually getting ready to release another episode of my. I finally got monetized. Listen to this. You know, it takes forever to get monetized on YouTube. It's like a real long process. Yeah. You got to have, I think, whatever, 4,000 watch hours, which takes a long time when you're uploading three-minute videos, you know? I thought it was funny. Did you see uh, did you see Dana White and um, Theo Vaughn talking about Peloton, the uh, yeah. bike people and the, and the CEO and going off? Yeah. I literally posted a three-minute clip of that. Like, when I saw it, I saw it and thought it was really funny. So, like, I put it on there. I didn't know if it was copyright or not. I didn't care. I was like, it's only a couple-minute video. I put it on there like, this is really funny. It got, like, almost 100,000 views and 5,000 watch hours. Because wow. I was the first one to post it, I guess. And so, like, that automatically qualified me to be monetized. I've got 50 other videos that don't add up to just that one video, you know, uh, that did that. And then now everybody's saying, oh, you stole his material. I'm like, number one, it's not copyrighted. Number yeah. two, I, I'm not making, I'm not monetized. I wasn't making money. I just thought it was funny. And I put a three-minute clip of, hey, this is really funny, you know, or whatever. But then I realized if I just make it in a little, like, window picture in picture, I can steal people's material all day long. Like, because I can say I'm commenting on it. So that's what I'm yeah. going to do. Like that's, I'm going to, I'm going to start finding videos like that and like forget making my own stuff. I'm just going to steal ones that people will watch a hundred thousand. And I'm just going to like do the person like pointing at it like that from the bottom. That's my new strategy. Cause one video that I uploaded in 20 seconds got more views than my other 60 combined that I put time wow. in. So now once I finally finish, I got to get monetized. Now they say I have to wait a couple months so they can review my channel. After I've reached the thing, I was like, well, that's not going to last. They're going to listen to one of my podcasts. It's going to be over. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to, not going to let me be monetized, but yeah, I think I'm going to become like a, uh, I want to, you know, I want to just upload other people's popular videos and just point at it like people do, or just do a little <laughs> commentary at first and get, cause I was like all that work I put in 
hundreds of hours on the other videos I was making or whatever, and I got more views. I would love to see when the light bulb goes off on your thoughts. Like, it, it's just, <laughs> like they got to be like, hmm, I could do that. Like, like you know how those bubbles come up of like, right? That's all. Yeah, the best is if they snowball. I start thinking, you know what I actually could do, and then it starts going from thing to thing to thing, and I start like realizing how I can do almost nothing and get the most money out of it. That's what. Uh, <laughs> That's how, like, when I got in the, I was in the marijuana business for a while, like a marijuana grow. I knew a dude that knew how to mar grow marijuana, and he moved to Michigan, and he was wanting some money to invest. And so then I knew another guy that would put up some money with me, and I was like, uh, okay, well, like, I can use someone else's money mostly to do this, you know, and, like, go this and that. And then the guy ended up robbing me, and I had to give the other guy back most of his money, so I ended up losing a fortune. Like, I gave him back because I felt bad because I got him into it, you know, or whatever, but my thought process back in the day always was, what can I do the least work of and make the most money do? You know what I mean? Like that was uh, usually how I, uh, I don't know how I operate, but. Well, it was great seeing you, Bill. Great seeing you, Sean. I love you guys. Uh, All right, you guys. Have a good week. Yeah. Yep.